Hi, I'm Mark Bud. And I'm Jair Briggs Davis. And we're from Mark and Jair Explain Sports. This is a tripod production. The following is a tripod production. Do not attempt to adjust your dial. Mark Bud and Jair Brooks Davis, two friends growing up in the Big Apple, two friends who became sports writers at the top of their craft. Mark, the assistant sports editor of Drexel University's The Triangle. Jair, the color commentator and reporter at Curry College. On their own, they give their own unique insights. However, together, Mark and Jair explain sports. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Mark and Jair Explain Sports. I am one of your co-hosts, Jair Brooks-Avis. And I'm your other co-host, Mark Budd. There's a lot to talk about today, Jair. Let's get started. First, let's talk about game one of the NBA Finals that happened last night. It started off looking pretty good. The, the Miami Heat got off to a run, and then it just hit the fan after, and the Lakers just went on a crazy run and pretty much blew them out. Not only did they blow the Lakers out, not not only did the Lakers blow the Heat out, but the Heat also lost three starters. Well, two for sure. I know Bam Adebayo and um, Goran Dragic, Goran Dragic, Dragic with the plantar fasciitis and Adebayo with the shoulder strain. They're both doubtful, and Jimmy Butler rolled his ankles. So they're in pretty rough shape for a team that was already getting dominated by the Lakers. So th- I think this series is pretty much a wrap. Well, what are your thoughts, Jair? I think that, you know, Mark, I have to agree with you there. I think that this series could be a wrap also within itself. It's just very tough, like – well, first off, number one, full, fully healthy, Anthony Davis, he did very well last night. He took over, and he showed that there's a major issue with the front court of the Miami Heat. Jay Crowder is a very physical player, but Anthony Davis, he just outshined him yesterday on, on, on Anthony Davis's offensive end, and it's just like no one could have stopped him. Uh Bam Adebayo and Gorge and Goran Dragic, they are the second, third. They could be the first option for the Heat, depending on how they want to play. I know Goran Dragic was averaging a career high twenty points in the bubble. Yeah, I, I don't. I if, if they are done for the, you know what? I think that the Heat. I mean, the Lakers could pull it out in five right now. I think they could um, pull it out in four. They could pull it out in four, honestly. But if Bam can't play, then they're done. If Bam, yeah, no, that's true. They need one. They need either. I think. Oh, they like definitely. If Dragic doesn't play, they, they'll at least have Kendrick Nunn, who is a pretty solid he, player. Oh yeah. They don't have it. anyone to replace Adebayo. Yeah, and they if put Kelly Olynyk in there, Anthony Davis is going to destroy him. Yeah, I, honestly. So I think if if honestly right now if Bam could play, this would be my starting lineup. If I was Eric Spolstra, I would have, I would have none. If I would have none. I would throw in um, Jimmy Butler. Oh, yeah, Duncan Robinson is starting as shooting guard. Then I'd have Jimmy Butler at small forward. And then I'd put Derrick Jones Jr. into guard Anthony Davis because they got to make a switch. They got to take Jay Crowder out and have him come off the bench in order to, like, you know, because he because the height thing is a major difference. And Bam Adebayo to start against Dwight Howard. I completely agree with you. But... 
we won't know until tomorrow when the Heat officially put their lineups out. So it's kind of unknown right now. I'm assuming Jimmy Butler is definitely going to play because he kept playing after he rolled his ankle. That just shows you Jimmy Butler is all about winning. I love his heart. And I know he was in pain, but he played through it. I really respect guys like that. So he's obviously going to play. I'm assuming Bam will play because his injury didn't look as bad as Drogic's. Drogic's was a fractured, so I don't know, man. That, that could be tough. Um, I know um, Tim Legler on ESPN was talking today that he had the same injury that Drogic had last night, and he was out for four weeks. So I'm assuming that Drogic is at least going to miss two to three games, at least. I'm in agreement with you on that one, Mark. I think Jair, I have I'm very excited right now because around two hours ago I got the update that the Philadelphia 76ers have hired Doc Rivers to be their next head coach. I'm so happy because I was very nervous that it was gonna be Mike D'Antoni for the past week. There were reports, oh he's gonna bring James Harden, management loves him. Elton Brand likes him. They're going to get him, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, no, man. It was between him and Ty Lue. I would have rather had Ty Lue, but at the same time, it would have been awkward to have Ty Lue as the Sixers head coach when in pregame they show Ty Lue getting stepped over by, uh, by um, Alan Iverson. So, yeah, that would have been awkward. But, yeah, as soon as Doc Rivers, they parted ways, I think it was on Tuesday. Was it Monday? One of those days, Mark. Within an hour, reports emerged that the, the 76ers reached out to him. I know I, I texted my dad. He was excited. Doc Rivers brings 21 years of coaching experience. And, and, and he won a championship with the Celtics. I know people are going to be quick to criticize him because he blew multiple 3-1 leads as the coach of the Clippers. But it might have been his fault when they blew the 3-1 lead against the Rockets a few years ago. when Josh Oh, oh. Absolutely. But this year, I'm not going to say it was Doc Rivers' fault because Kawhi Leonard and Paul George completely choked. And it's not Doc Rivers' fault if Paul George just hits the backboard on a jump shot. How is that, how is that Doc Rivers' fault? He's giving them open looks. I know there was a report that the players are upset that, they were, that um, Doc was playing Manchez Harrell over Zubak, but – I don't see why that's such a big deal. I think Montez Harrell is pretty good. One player shouldn't make a difference in the whole series. I think they should worry about themselves. And they clearly didn't because they choked a 3-1 lead. So I'm, I'm pretty confident in Doc Rivers. He's going to bring a lot of swagger and pedigree to the Sixers. I know Embiid and, and the whole team was excited about it. Hopefully he, he holds them accountable because when we had Brett Brown – that didn't happen. Brett Brown kind of let them do whatever he wants. I know there was a report about how Brett Brown didn't like Jimmy Butler because he confronted Brett Brown and, and like challenged him on things, which I, I don't see a problem with that. Um, if he's a coach and he, he shouldn't be scared to get into disagreements of players. And then instead, Brett Brown just wanted to get rid of Jimmy Butler and look what happened. Jimmy Butler's now in the finals and Brett Brown got fired. So. That that should tell you that should tell you nothing. What are your thoughts? My thoughts on the Doc River signing is that it's a good signing for the Philadelphia 76ers. 
in regards to all the other candidates that were available, I would have taken Doc Rivers. I'm willing to take Doc Rivers over Mike D'Antoni myself. Um, maybe if anyone that could, that would like consider just as much as Doc Rivers would be Ty Lue. But I think that it's a, I think that it's a very solid, solid uh, agreement with the Clippers. I mean, with the 76ers for If it was D'Antoni, I, I, I don't know, man. It would have been, I, you know, our boy Derek said if, if they hired Dan Tony, he would he would have been done being a Sixers fan. But let he me ask you, but, but, but do you think Dan Tony would have brought in that whole entire mentality of 53s a game is going to win us? Is, that doesn't is make it? any sense, man, because we have one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league. Well, you expect Ben Simmons to take 10 threes a game? The guy only, like, took, like, seven threes all season. Well, I mean. The one thing that the Sixers really have to do is they have to get rid of Al Horford. Still not a good fit, no matter who the coach is. And I'm sure Doc Rivers – I know that he's not going to have a front office role, but I'm sure he said – if I was him, I would have been like, I don't want to take this job unless you make a team that's better constructed because it's not a good fit with Al Horford and Embiid. And Tobias Harris, I'm okay with him staying, but I also wouldn't mind him getting traded either. I want, like, Buddy Heald. I'd take – I'd also take Andrew Wiggins. Those guys, I'd take those two. I'd trade Tobias Harris and I'd trade Al Horford in, in separate trades and get Buddy Heald and Andrew Wiggins. I think that would be better for our team. So what would you so what would your dream scenario starting lineup be? Oh, wait a minute. Would you also give up would you also be willing to give up uh Joel Embiid and uh get Draymond Green along with that first round over long, along with that second pick of the draft? Would I trade for Draymond Green? If you have to trade, if you have to get Andrew Wiggins, would you be willing to take? Would you be? Would you be willing to take Draymond Green? Absolutely. Wow. I would definitely take Draymond Green. So what? So what? So Mark, how would you feel if you had a scenario where your starting lineup was Ben Simmons at point guard, Buddy Heald, small forward Andrew Wiggins, power forward Draymond Green, and center could be James Wiseman. James, I don't think we'd get all those guys, man. Wait, you said trade Joel Embiid? Yeah, I said trade. No, Joel. absolutely not. No, I would never trade Joel. Oh, I thought you said before to tra- that you would. Trade no, I said trade Al Horford. Oh, Al. Ho- oh, I'm. Oh, I'm getting everyone mixed up right now. That's my mistake. No, we, we should trade Al Horford. I'm saying okay. or Andrew Wiggins, straight up. Oh, okay, then that's my. I mistake. think Al Horford would actually be a decent fit for the Warriors. Uh. Compared to Andrew Wiggins. I, I, I don't think that the Warriors would be – I don't think that the Warriors would be willing to take Al Horford for Andrew Wiggins. Why? Because right now – They don't have a real center. Yeah, but they could easily go out there and draft James Wiseman. And Mark Huh? Yeah, but James Wiseman isn't like a – he's not going to – he might not be a star right away. But here's the thing, Mark. Kevin Durant leaving – takes up a big hole it took up a it, it's it took a big chunk out of the warriors but like the, but i feel like the warriors look at andrew wiggins as a good replacement for what harrison barnes was and probably more efficient and then when you leave I that agree with you, but like they could trade andrew wiggins for al horford and draft anthony edwards yeah, i don't Whatever. I, it doesn't have to be the Warriors. It's just get rid of Al Horford. It doesn't matter. Uh, that that I agree with you on that one. I I, I would try to get rid of Al Horford. No, I wouldn't much. mind getting rid of Tobias Harris either. And 
for God's sake, can we please not have Raul Neto be the backup point guard? That guy sucks. <laughs> Just flat out and said it, that guy sucks, right? I'm sorry, I had to say it. But, so, yeah, Jair, so, so you think it's a good fit for Doc Rivers, the coach? I think that it's going to be, I think that it's a, that it's a good fit with all the other candidates that are out there. Skip Bayless uh, said that he thinks that if the Sixers, well, he said yesterday, if the Sixers hire Doc Rivers, he could see them going to the Eastern Conference Finals. I, I think that it's a good fit. And, I, think and you, I don't know if you saw, but Doc Rivers compared Embiid and Simmons to Magic Johnson and Kareem. That's what, that's what Doc Rivers said? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know too much about that one. But anyway, well, he said that. But I'm I'm saying, I, I I do I do I agree? I don't agree with that one at all. He said that now. He said he could he sees he sees them in them. Yeah, I I I, I no. Uh uh-uh. uh. I I would not say that about. I would not say that about the both of them. I'm just saying that's what he said. So obviously. Oh I'm yeah, yeah. But I don't I don't agree. I mean, he's 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 a he's a better basketball aficionado than I am. But I wouldn't. I, but I don't agree with that comment, though. Not at all. So, Mark, let's go into other uh, Philadelphia sports oh, no. issues. So, what in the hell is going on with your Philadelphia Eagles? Oh, man. Why'd you got to bring this up, bro? I mean. Honestly, it's, it's, a, it's a disaster. Bragging rights. Bragging rights, man. The only, bragging rights. You're a Giants fan. They suck, too. But here's the difference: is that we is that we expected to suck. Fair point. You could get me Honestly, on the New the Eagles, man. It, it all comes down to Carson Wentz. The guy, like, I've definitely used this analogy before, but it's like he lost his powers from like Space Jam, like in Space Jam. Like that's what it seems like. Like last year, he threw 27 touchdown passes, seven interceptions, led them back to make the playoffs. He looked great. This year, he looks like. Baker Mayfield did last year. That's he looks like Baker Mayfield at his worst. Like that, he he doesn't get rid of the ball. He constantly turns the ball over. He's missing guys. Oh, he's affecting my fantasy team. First of all, he's missing guys wide open. He missed Miles Sanders for an easy touchdown pass and just missed him. So yeah, I don't know what's going on with Wentz. The defense looks fine. If the offense plays much better, then the defense will be. They'll start winning games, but that's a big – that's a lot to ask from what we've seen in these past three games. You, they, they tied the Bengals, the worst team in the league right now. Are you kidding me? They the number one draft pick that list this year, this past year. Do you know what that means, Jerry? That means that the Bengals were the worst team in the league last year. Well, I mean, obviously – They went into overtime. They couldn't get the ball. They couldn't, they couldn't move the ball down the field. They had so many opportunities. And Doug Peterson's making mistakes too. Uh, Jake, uh, he didn't. He should have gone for it in in overtime. He had nothing to lose, and instead he punted it. We, and I don't know, man. They just—they're a disaster right now. Next topic. What? So Jair, coming up this weekend on Sunday is Chiefs Patriots. What? Who do you want to win? Well, I know you want to win. I know you want the Chiefs to win. Who do you think is going to win? I think that this is going to be – I think that the Chiefs – I'm going to have to rock with 
the Chiefs on this one, they've looked pretty good on the most part this year. They had some issues against the Chargers the other week, but at the same time, we have to give some acknowledgement to, to Cam Newton for what he's been able to produce so far this year. Um, and I think that this is a, this, this is why I'm also hesitant to say Kansas City is that this is a prime opportunity for someone like Cam Newton to come out there against a star in Patrick Mahomes well, and, and, to, and to really put on. Well, when they played the Seahawks two weeks ago on Sunday Night Football, he did put on because he was my star of the week. They didn't win the game, but he put on because the, the games before and last week, Newton wasn't really throwing that much. They still managed to win the games, but it was kind of just like ground and pound, running the ball, just kind of dominating the play, not doing anything flashy. But once they played the Seahawks and it was a shootout, then Cam started to sling it, and he looked great. So I'm hoping that we see Cam sling it this Sunday, and I'm pretty sure he will, considering he's playing against Patrick Mahomes. So it should be a really exciting matchup. This is what I'm going to say. I want Cam Newton to have a very good game. An excellent game, actually. But I just want the Chiefs to come out with a win. Who do you want to win, Mark? Honestly, I don't mind the Patriots as I did before with Brady and everything. I just – they're, like, kind of the underdog now. So I, I wouldn't mind to see them win. But I also don't want them to win a Super Bowl again. But I, don't, I wouldn't mind seeing them being successful with Cam because I, I want Cam to get paid. I think he deserves it. I think he's a good player. So I would like to see the Patriots do well, but at the same time, I don't know. If the Patriots win this game, they're going to be a legit contender. People are going to be talking about how don't sleep on the Patriots. They won't be an underdog anymore if they win this game, but we'll see. Here's a good one for you, Mark. So far, the na- like the narrative about this whole entire Tom Brady leaving New England thing, it was always about how – you know, like, there was always questions of who is the real, like, star for that team, whether it's Bill Belichick or Tom Brady. Now, notice this. Both, both Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New England Patriots are tied at two – Are I mean, not tied, but are both at 2-1 on the season. I know. It, it, the, the Bucks also have started to look better as the season's progressed. And even Gronkowski looked good in their game – Given they were they were playing the Panthers, who aren't a great team, so we got to see if the Bucks are for real, because they did lose to the Saints week one, but and now the Saints have lost two in a row. So, speaking of this NFL, is kind of reminding me of the MLB. Did you see what's going on with the Titans? They had to cancel the game with the Steelers because the Titans had eleven positive tests. Yeah, I saw that in the news, Mark. I think that. You know, I think that the real like like how we discussed here before, especially when it came down to Major League Baseball with COVID nineteen, the real question is is like when a situation does come up, how do we all handle it? And I think the NFL did what they had to do. They they originally tried to push it back from Sunday to Monday to hope that the the cases went down. And then as soon as more cases came out today, I think Roger Goodell did Roger Goodell did the right thing and he, he pulled the plug and said, we're rescheduling it. So I think they made the right decision. And I know that around the league, no, there is no other positive test. So that's good. Yeah, no, like. I'm surprised I, this didn't happen earlier, to be honest with you. 
Um, like, I mean, until I mean, week like, one, we got until week three, until after week three, we got positive tests. Yeah. Also, Mark, I'm reading a report right here that a bus driver for the Titans and the Astros have tested positive. But like, you know, for who? From, from a, a driver from the a bus driver for the Titans and the Astros has tested positive. The Astros? Yeah. Both. Well, yeah. Both teams. The Houston Astros. Yeah, I don't know if it's the same driver or. Oh, wait a minute! It says here that a bus driver who both who drove both the Tennessee Titans and Houston Astros while the teams were in Minnesota recently has tested positive for COVID nineteen. Well, that's not good. Yeah, that also trickles down to Major League Baseball. But let's but let but let's stay on the NFL for one second. Yeah, no, like Roger Goodell had to pull the plug. Um, it's very concerning in regards to. It's very concerning in regards to, you know, the structure of the season. But who knows? Maybe at the end of this – oh, this, this could pass as a bye week for both teams, obviously, right? Yeah. So now the Steelers will not have to play 16 straight games. I'm pretty sure. So, I mean, it's going to be tough. It's going to be interesting. But, you know, we're going to see what's going to happen. So, so Jair, Mark, what do you think of the Yankees? What did you think of the Yankees game last night against the Indians? It was a, honestly, it was a. I haven't watched many baseball games this year, and that definitely was the most entertaining game I watched this year. Um, it was a good game, Mark. I unfortunately fell asleep before the end of the game. Of it was. I mean, I. I That's mean, what happens when we hang out. You always fall asleep early. Yeah, but anyways. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but anyways, though, so. The yeah so no the Yankees are a legit threat to win. That's my question for you. I, I I've always thought that this year, Mark. I know that their pitching is very choppy and very questionable at times, but I mean, I they think, do have Garrett Cole though. Okay, but anyways, besides Garrett Cole, like you know, it's you could argue that some parts of the rotation are like a little bit choppy, like J like a guy like J A Happ and or Jonathan. No, I'm saying Jonathan Holder. Um, Forgetting about that other Masahiro Tanaka, not not Masahiro Tanaka. I'm talking about the other. Oh, left. James Paxton. Not well. Well, Paxton is injured, but there's an. But I, I, Jordan I Montgomery. Jordan Montgomery. Yeah, no, like hey, you're supposed to be the baseball guy here. Come on, man. Well, Mark, I well, there's a lot of names in my head that they come to my mind. Like, but I, I, I said I said someone with a J. But anyways, yeah, no, like their rotation is really choppy, but. But with the game last night, though, you know, I, I thought that it was out, that it was automatically over when Gio Urshela hit that grand slam. I did but, too, but that game seemed like so long. I know there was a rain delay, but start at seven, didn't end till twelve. It seemed like it was going on forever. I don't know about you. I mean, you were sleeping, so yeah. But I think that the Yankees, well, they're going to play the Tampa Bay Rays. This is going to be a really huge series, right here. Um, it's going to be said that it's going to be best out of five, but both teams have to bring it. Um, so game, who, sorry. Yeah, game one is, is supposed to start in a, in a couple of days, I believe. And, you know, I'm sure game one should be Blake Snell against Garrett Cole. Or, in San Diego, right, with fans? A little bit of... I, I think so, yeah. But, but yeah, but I think that – but, I mean, Blake's, Blake Snell versus uh, – Garrett Cole would be is going to be an interesting matchup. It's a very intriguing matchup. So, so I, going back to 
Doc Rivers as the he the Clippers let him go. Well, they said they parted ways, but it was pretty clear that they fired him. I know Steve Ballmer talked with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George before making the decision, which is funny to me because those are the guys. Those are the reason why Doc Rivers lost his job. What are your thoughts? Like, do you did you think that was the right decision by the Clippers to fire yeah. Doc Rivers, or do you think that they should have maybe changed yeah. Paul George instead? I think I think that it goes down to to both. Um, you know, I mean, I I'm I think Doc Rivers was one of the main reasons why the Clippers became relevant since he's been there. You're right about that, but at, no. First off, Blake Griffin number one, started off by making the Clippers sort of relevant. Yeah, and then they brought on Doc Rivers and they started they, actually winning games. Yes, but... You know that they had Vinny Del Negro and they didn't, they didn't win anything. I think that maybe they made the first round the year before Doc Rivers. Yeah, they didn't have as much success as they did with Doc Rivers. Okay, then. But, but now, you, but, you, but you asked me about how... You asked me about, you know, do I, like the feeling of, of if the Clippers are right or wrong. This is what I'm going to say. The Clippers, I think that the Clippers were personally right for letting Doc Rivers go because I would have let him go also. Um, but, and also when it comes down to Paul George, it's just, it's the Clippers have their hands tied right now because if you trade Paul George, you're risking Kawhi Leonard leaving via free agency. Like the Clippers are really tied. It, they gave and, up all those draft picks too. All those draft picks and Sh- and Shai Gilgis Gilgis Alexander for Paul George. And honestly, Shai he practically had a better playoffs than Paul George. And you know, and then you ask yourself, what if Kawhi and Paul George opt out in free agency next year? So really, I mean, so like, Doc's you know, probably happy he left. Yeah, I mean, like, Doc, it, Doc has a right to be happy. And, it, you know, what the things that – and, I mean, from what we're reading in, inside of the uh, – about things that happened in the bubble and the low management from what we saw in comments that have been said, you know, like the Clippers not wanting to go back to the bubbles and, you know, Lou Williams and everything like that, it, it was a mess. It really was a mess. And if I were Steve – and Steve Ballmer, in my opinion, had to do something. And here's a good question for you. And this is where a lot of people are going to be having their eyes on. Is Montrez Harrell going to be re-signing with the Clippers this summer? I mean, not this summer, but this fall. Or I don't know, the- man. Montrez Harrell seems to cause a lot of drama or be involved in the drama. But- or, wait a minute. Okay, then. I know about Luka Doncic. But where, did, but where else has Montrez Harrell caused some controversy recently? Well, I heard he was the one that – Confronted Paul, which I respect him for that. That respect confronted Paul. No, Dennis. no, you cannot get, you can't get on Montrez Harrell for that one. I'm not. I'm just saying, would the Clippers want to re-sign a guy that confronted their star, one of their star players? I don't. Would Paul George be happy about that? I don't know. I mean, I think that sounds like something that Jerry West would have to get involved with personally. And the reason why I mention is because he was able to handle Shaq and Kobe together. And, and, and have, you know, he was able to have them together. But on, but really, though, like, if the Clippers can't do that, they can't bring back Paul George, I mean, Montrezl Harrell for a season, and or if Montrezl Harrell doesn't want to come back, it, it goes to show you about, like, you know, the energy on that team. That's how I feel. So, Jair, moving on, let's get into our segments. 
who is your star of the week? Well, actually, we both had the same star of the week. So I, we both chose Patrick Mahomes. So I'd like to hear why you chose I, Patrick Mahomes for the star of the week. I choose Patrick Mahomes because Patrick Mahomes came out with the victory against the Baltimore Ravens this past Monday night. Dominating. And he looked stellar. And, like, even when Kansas City went through a few, like, went through a few uh, breakdowns, they uh, – Patrick Mahomes still found a way to make the magic happen for – He touchdown pass to a fullback. He threw a touchdown pass to an offensive lineman. He was, he was able you know to what, make you it know what, you, know what, you know what the funny stat is? That the – the Chiefs have had more touchdown passes to players that aren't wide receivers than the Eagles had to their wide receivers. They have more touchdown catches. The offensive lineman and the fullback. Just let that sink in. I mean, it's pretty I, bad. I mean, yeah, it is. It is. But, okay, so the loser of the week, I'll go first. My loser of the week is Mike D'Antoni because he clearly. It seemed like he was the lead candidate. And it was between him and Ty Lue, and there was articles coming out that they were just interviewing Ty Lue, and then Mike D'Antoni was a clear favorite. There was, as I mentioned before, the rumor that he was going to bring James Harden, he was going to do a lot of trades, he was going to bring in his guys. He made it management. The uh, Sixers ownership wanted him. And then all of a sudden, Doc Rivers gets parted ways with the Clippers, and boom, now he's the coach. Few days later, so Mike D'Antoni, where where is he going to go now? Not going to Houston, obviously. I, the only place I could see him going is Indiana, but he could have fun there. I'm just glad he's not with the Sixers. That's very that's that's a good argument on that one, Mark. That that one is pretty rough. My play, my uh, my loser of the week happens to be like the Cincinnati Reds for losing to the Atlanta Braves in two straight games. Um, and also it's just like, you know, seeing the season that they had, they finally, they actually made the playoffs and Trevor Bauer is an arguable Cy Young candidate. You know, it, it's, it just seems uh, pretty rough for them. So they are my loser of the week. I don't know if I'd call the Cincinnati Reds losers because they did make the play- Although, although they didn't actually score a run in the two games, which is pretty embarrassing. Against, they didn't score any runs against the White Sox, right? Braves. The Braves. Dude, there's like eight games going on right now. Anyway. One is AL, one is NL, Mark. All right. But anyway, so they haven't been in the playoffs in a while, though. So I think it was a victory for them to at least be in postseason. Okay. But, yeah, it's pretty embarrassing that they couldn't score at least one run in two games. Moving on, going to the funniest moment of the week. My funniest moment of the week was is Kyrie Irving saying that he wasn't calling out LeBron earlier today. Oh, my goodness. When he went on Kevin Durant's podcast and said, yeah, playing with you now, this is the first time in my career where I'm playing with someone where I don't have to take the last shot. Bro, what? And then, how are you not calling out LeBron? And that doesn't even make any sense because LeBron takes a lot of big shots. And, do, and can I mention that when, when Kyrie Irving left and LeBron took that team to the NBA Finals with, who, with Kyle Korver and 
Jordan Clarkson, LeBron. LeBron hit numerous buzzer beaters, so I don't know what he's talking about. And LeBron is pretty much going to have four championships by the end of the season. So Kyrie Irving is kind of wrong, man. You know what I didn't understand about what Kyrie Irving today? What? His comments about Steve Nash and like, oh, me and KD could be the head coaches pretty much. I didn't care for that one myself. Honestly, I think Kyrie Irving seems like a good guy, but at the same time, he also, I just think he says things because he knows people are going to talk about it and it gives him attention. Like, the earth is flat. When he said that, well, he said a lot of things. All of a sudden, he just won a championship with LeBron, and now he's like, oh, well, he's taking away the attention from me. I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to play with Kyrie Irving, but he's obviously a great player, and maybe he'll be – play well with a guy like KD who's he's really close with but it should be interesting so Jair what's your funniest moment of the week my funniest moment of the week happens to be Marcel Azuna earlier today against the Reds hitting a home run and doing the selfie uh celebration while running down the first baseline that guy is having a great year man he signed a one-year 18 million dollar contract and he's playing like a beast he's gonna get paid and he's in the playoffs, so I'm sure he's very happy right now. But before we end, Jair, I have a question for you. Yes. Are you going to watch the Jets-Broncos game tonight? Uh, Maybe, maybe not. If I have time, I, I probably might. It is a pretty bad game, but still football, and it can't be worse than watching the presidential debate, so. Oh, yeah, no, I can't believe that now with Mark. But great episode, Jair. I'm excited talk to you next week hopefully there'll be more NBA coaching hires we'll find out where Ty Lue's going maybe we'll find out where Mike D'Antoni's going if he gets a job and maybe the Heat will win a game I, I highly doubt it but we'll see it probably, it's, 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 that one is very debatable so shout out to Tay on the track major shout out to him I'm your host I'm your co-host Mark Bud. and I'm Jair Brick Davis thank you To listen to more Tripod Productions, go to thetriangle.org slash podcasts.